Life happens with Pimelo Mutine. Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. On SAFM. Eight minutes after two o'clock, so we have a book here that we're going to be putting our energies and focusing on, and it's called Confessions of a Broken Man. It's a book by Leroy Dow and uh, reflects a lot on his own life, reflects a lot on how he feels, um, that what he's gone through reflects how many, many amongst us feel. So we're going to have that conversation. We've also invited Fanazele Shozi, gender activist. Um, he's also at the University of Technology, and he's under the Adult and Community Education Unit. I think in this um, this interview he's going to be speaking though in his own capacity so let me welcome both my guests onto the the show Leroy thank you so much for joining us and uh and Dr. Shozi, thank you so much for making the time as well thank you very much my sister and your listeners so thank you, you for having me yeah. um, uh, you are a bit low on my side but anyway am I a bit low on your side yeah are you on speaker I can, I can hear you now no I'm not on speaker okay Leroy, what 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 brought about you penning this book, Confessions of a Broken Man? Uh, for me, it was a you know when when you reach a place where you self uh, reflect, where uh, you self introspect. That that that's what led to the to the book. But initially, um, the book started out as me writing letters to myself uh, about uh, the collective experiences that I have had to go through. Um, for example, I, my father, my father was always around, but me and my dad did not have a good relationship. And I just grew up feeling like my dad did not care about my emotional and psychological well-being. But he did everything for me, if I, uh, I need to put it out there. Mm. Um, passed away about a year ago. Um, so for me at that point, it was, I think I was seeking affirmation more than anything else because when I first uh, started venturing into the whole dating and relationship concept, it had nothing to do with my understanding of love, neither had it anything to do with me knowing how to translate or convey this love. It had everything to do with me wanting to fill a void uh, of affirmation that I feel like uh, I did not have while growing up. So my, my attempt to want the relationship was not really to reciprocate love, was basically to find somebody who can fill the void um, that I was missing. So that's how the book came about, in essence. You say the book came about because you were at a point where you were self-reflecting. I yes. guess another way of asking you is what led you to the self-reflection? Because a lot of people have problems, but n- never quite get to that point where they do self-reflect. What, what yeah. got you to a point where you, you self-reflected? I think when, when, when the people who are in your life, when you start causing pain to the people who are in your life, the main question is, are you aware of the pain that you cause? Number two, are you aware of, of, of how you mishandle those around you? Because at the end of the day, it is, a, it is an individual who is going through pain that will cause others pain, whether they are aware of it or unaware of it. And, 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 and I thought I was an angry young black man, but the reality is that it's easier to talk about the anger instead of, instead of dissecting and diagnosing what literally propagates the anger. I just realized that I'm a young man who's in pain. And because I'm in pain and I don't know how to 
project the pain, talk about the pain, feel, feel my way through the pain, I find myself in a lot of irritable, angry moments and outbursts. So now you realize that you don't know how to handle those around you because you don't know how to handle yourself. And, 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 and it, it, it doesn't take a wise man to realize that if you've dated 20 women in your life and they all left, the common denominator is you. So you can't tell me that 20 people that Leroy you were with are wrong well, while the common denominator... Why do people keep leaving you? Why do people feel like they can't be themselves around you? Why do people feel like they have to um, mask or tone down or just to make your ego feel in place so that you can be able to deal with them? So what brought me to the place of reflection uh, and, and, and self-introspection was literally studying my environment and realizing that I'm not a good dad, I, I am not a good friend, and I don't think I'm a good boyfriend either. And, and the reason why is because there is something in me that is lacking that a good relationship might not even fix because I've dated some of the most awesome, amazing women, but I just didn't know how to handle them because I didn't know what I had because I was seeking in them that which I was supposed to find it myself. Okay. And because I, so yeah. did you, was there a moment that, that created the shift or did people tell you, you know, you spoke about a couple of things that um, you, you found that how people related to you, they, they were always managing your ego and so on. Did they, people yeah. ever tell you that you're problematic or how did you know that you are problematic? People will hint or people will tell you that you, 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 you have anger issues. You must get your anger in check. Um, you, you, Leroy, I don't think you know how to be loved. You must get that checked. Leroy, I don't think you trust anyone. I just don't think you trust anyone. You must get that checked. Uh, but the, 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 the turning point comes when people are not telling you and you are the one realizing it for yourself and you begin to assess your own life and you begin to acknowledge it. And I have to say that I kept my life very busy. So meaning I was that guy who made sure that we have plans for every weekend because I was running away from myself and little did I know that I cannot outrun myself. So it sometimes it takes you being with yourself to take a complete honest recollection and viewpoint of your own life. And if we can't get ourselves to that place where we begin to ask ourselves some very critical, hard-hitting questions, why am I angry? What is it about me that leads me to a, te- to a place of temper? And I realize that sometimes we are in our cities but still wrestling things that happened when we were 8, 10, 14, and 20 years old. And we're still battling with what my father said or what my father did not say. We're still battling with how we were handled or mishandled in our coming up. And these things show up in our adulthood, but the boy in us is still bruised. The boy in us is still in pain. The boy in us is still crying. The boy in us still needs a hug. The boy in us still needs to be told that I love you and and, and, and probably I forgive you. And and probably that you need to be a better man. But you can't be a better man today if you fail to reconcile with every demon that you had to go or undergo while you were still a boy. Mm. Okay. Mfano, the the point of this conversation is also to assist others who may be, I suppose, 
reflecting. And and I think for me, the most important thing here is it's very hard. I mean, Leroy has done some work, you can tell. But it's very hard for people to get to that point of self-reflection. And I'm trying to get to what needs to happen for someone to get there before it's too late. So this is maybe where you come in, Fano. Thank you very much, and I must just thank my brother, Mr. Tao, for penning such a, a wonderful book. Uh, I think it, 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 it assists uh, all of us uh, to, to reflect and see where we are as men. And I guess uh, women as well could read it, and maybe they could uh, find other things that could actually assist them. It, it's really, really difficult. You know why it's difficult for us? Uh, we, we were not used uh, to getting to your typical... Uh, sessions where we need to think about things. I think as I was saying this in the book, that we, as African men in particular, and men in general, we, we don't get to a point to say we are wrong, to reflect and see the things that you've done. We always like to, to do the blame thing. But I think it's important for for the contribution that this book has made and also other interventions that we have to say that as men, we, we must know that we must learn from, from these processes. And also, we must also know that we're not overburdened and, 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 and try and deal with these things. So as I say, it's difficult to actually see that now I'm, I'm a, I can say that I'm a broken man, I need help and this and that. And that we need other men to actually talk to you when you do these things. We, 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 we need sessions as men. You know, uh, is it right to have more than one girlfriend? Is it, is, is, is it really okay to have extra military um, uh, affairs and so on? So we need to ensure that we, we market good things so that people will know that when they do bad things, is not accepted in society. So I think we need to have a society that, that will always um, award people who are doing good things and make sure that they are minus points for those people who are not doing good things. And, and we must be able to say, we must be able to reflect as men when men are not doing what is, what is good. But, but um, uh, and there's a lot that needs to be done for us to do this. And a lot of cultures as well need to actually change the pitch for us to be able to do that. So the journey, Leroy, when, when you started self-reflecting, what needed to happen for you to stay with the journey? Um, you said your father passed on not so long ago, uh, but you kind of got the sense that this is the center of your problems. Did you have a conversation with him? How did you manage that that part of the the, the journey? My, it, it, it's funny. It's funny how me and my dad did not get along for the for for for, for the most part of my 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 years. Mm. I mean, like my me and my dad started getting along when I was twenty. Well, I'm, I'm 32 now, and I'm a twin. I, I remember having a conversation. The first real conversation I had with my father, I was 28 years old. And we were chatting and talking about how is it that we are only getting along now and things are so okay and things were not okay then. Uh, when he responded, it made me realize that my dad grew up without a father. And then when he got asked, he made sure that he's going to make sure that we have a roof over our head, we have food in our stomach, and we have clothes, and he's going to award us the opportunity to get the best education. So in his books, he was doing everything that a good father should do. Mm. But now when he took me to a private school now, 
Um, I'm part of the cricket team. And on Saturday when we play sport, Jonathan brings his grandmother, his grandfather, his mother, his father. They even bring their cats and dogs to watch him play. But when I check, <laughs> when I check the, the grandstand, the there's no one sitting there cheering me on. Now you begin to realize that, okay, Sharp, I realize that you are taking care of me and you are taking me to all these places. But what about my emotional needs? But what I failed to understand was that my father tried to be everything that he did not see before. And I crucified him for certain things that he did not have experience of growing up because he did not have a man that he role models himself after. So I realized later in my life that my dad needed me to be a son to him in order for him to learn to be a father to me. We both needed each other in this relationship quest. And now when you grow up, you realize that you are so much alike like him that the things that you hated in him, you see in yourself. Now you don't have a choice. Now now here you are hating a man that you are slowly becoming like every day. Mm-hmm. And, and when you realize that you are becoming like him, you begin to hate yourself because you can't reconcile your emotions and you can't reconcile the relationship you have with him because he's the close point of reference of what you might become or might be because you come from him. So I had to realize that you need to squash the beef in order for you to become a better man. And it takes bettering yourself to realize what I heard when it comes to that. I messed up when it comes to that relationship. I did not contribute enough of myself when it comes to my children. And this is, these are uncomfortable conversations to have with yourself. And I think most of us men, we run away from self-confrontation. Why do you drink so much? Because I don't think you are out every Saturday, Friday, thank God for lockdown. I don't think you are out every weekend because you are celebrating something. Sometimes we get intoxicated in order to numb ourselves from feeling what we need to feel. And, and, and God forbid we find ourselves in relationships and marriages. Now we can handle our emotional sense. And that's why gender-based violence will not subside until we get men to confront themselves at the point of emotion and at the point of pain. Because we are going through pain. But if you are not willing to confront yourself and have a real conversation with yourself, that gets you to the place of admitting that you have a problem. There is nothing that anyone can do. You can get a good woman that loves you from head to toe, but because there's no love residing in you, you are going to use the same love they love you with to help them. So so the journey again, what support did you have to confront the issues that you're talking about now? Did, was it your father? What, what did you have to do? Uh, I, I started because my journey started way before I could reconcile my relationship with my father. Mm-hmm. So now it, mentors play a role. When when you go through YouTube and you start searching, uh, self-development plays a role because there are certain things you are not going to, to, to accept or there are certain things that you are not going to be willing to change unless you are educated in a particular area. So, so my relationship with God played a, a, a huge role. Because now this is the only place where you can get to and be vulnerable. And in your prayer, whether you are crying or breaking down or doing whatever it is that you're doing. So my first place of of of, of, of going to was, was that thing. Now I developed a relationship with God, started reading books, and started having real conversations with older men. That's what literally helped me to realize certain things that I couldn't have realized. But I, I want to show you that you can't, 
if you are a man and you are not willing to listen to the voice of another man, chances of you becoming the man that you want to be are very slim. Mm-hmm. Mfano, I mean, that, that I think sounds like something you've been saying for a long time and you are, you know, constantly in these engagements with other men where he says if you're not willing to listen to others, then, you know, it's not going to work. No, 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 definitely. It's important to, to, to listen to others. And, and also listening to others as well, you must also understand where we want to go as a country, uh, as families and so on. Um, so that at least when you listen to others, you take what is good uh, from, from those people. So the, the book for me, it's a positive contribution to make sure that we were able to, to handle millions of broken men because there are so many of them. We, we only see some in, in, in the courts of law, but there are so many who are also walking around, you know. We are not also saying that we are perfect, you know. Uh, we all have our own pitfalls as, as, as ordinary beings, but it's important that we, we, we must reflect, as, as Mr. Tao is saying, and I'm happy that he's a young man. Um, that is also, because what is also critical is that I'm happy that you have invited a young, a young man to talk about this issue. So young people as well are able to, to share their own experiences about some of these things. Because they're the ones as well who we meet at the corners, in the roads. Now it's COVID-19, also under lockdown and so on. When you drive around, you see them in groups of 10, 15, sharing women, talking about women, the discussions about women, you know, uh, not about development and so on. So I think when we have a young man was actually paint a book like this that is going to assist us um, to to deal with some some of these things. So we must listen to older men. Must also listen to to younger men. We must also listen to women as well. You know their own experiences. What I also like about the book, right at the end, is giving suggestions to partners on how they should actually handle um, their spouses, which I think uh, most especially who are men. You know, uh, and and things that they must be aware of. So for me, that that is also critical. And you must also have this conversation between men and women about some, some of these things as well and how we should actually deal with some of these things. So I think it's important for us to, to listen to, to, to one another. Mm-hmm. It's also important for us to read as well, you know, uh, books like this and other experiences. So, Tamil, I think this is, this is really, really, really important. And I think it, it helps us. It's not in our, in our culture as well to write about these things, to talk about these things. We hide them. Uh, we don't want people to know about what is actually happening. So, and, and they also uh, uh, make problems for, 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 for other people. But I think it's important for us to open up and make sure that we, we are able to talk about some of these things so that, they, so that we, we can heal. And psychologists can tell you that when you go to them, they listen to you and you, you reflect, you tell the story. After that, you really feel better after you've actually shared the story. Um, I've got Leslie. I think it's uh, calling, Leslie calling from Cape Town. Hi, Leslie. Hi, and thank you so much for uh, taking my call. I just wanted to take this opportunity to just really, I think, just acknowledge and uh, just recognize our two brothers that's speaking about broken men and their journey. Uh, it is so powerful. It is so key that we, you know, share in this way and, and just the the power of them speaking from that point of self-responsibility, self-accountability, it is so powerful and uh, it's so refreshing, you know. And um, I'm in the Western Cape where I worked in prison, uh, uh, where I offered programs 
And it was saddened to see 18 prisons in the Western Cape, um, 90% of the prison population being our men, healthy young men withering away in prison. And so I just want to encourage our two brothers to please build on what they're doing. Our men in our country need it. We're still cleaning up the legacy of our history, colonialism, apartheid. It was brutal. And we need this. This is the medicine. If we're talking about medicine, this is it. This is it. Thank you so much. And I think they're offering a guide to it. Thank you so much. Thanks for that, Leslie. Leroy, um, it's always easy to, to speak after the fact. The thing is, when you go through the journey, it must have its bumps and pitfalls and so on. Was was it easy to stay the cause to because, it's you know, if, if you've lived your most of your life angry and lashing out, um, mm. sometimes you get used to that habit. How difficult was it for you to stay the cause? For me, I, I think I, I got to a place and I asked myself a question. Um, will my kids be proud to call me their father one day? <laughs> and uh, it, it was that question really that just threw me into a space of, of really thinking about my life and thinking about the things that I do. Because when men are in pain, they self-destruct. And and, 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 and and to answer the question, before you get to that process or that journey of healing, because I'm still going through my own emotion, but what I, what I appreciate now at this point is that I was willing to acknowledge and I was willing to take responsibility of my flaws, my messes, and the way I help people. But now when you realize, uh, because immediately when you lose a sense of vision of your life, you lose, you lose the drive to want to become a better man. And so I had to now, in the trenches of feeling the way I was feeling, I had to look at myself beyond the pain and beyond how I was feeling and beyond the disappointment of other people. Because remember, when you are an irresponsible man, you are not only hating yourself, you are hating those around you. Now you have to deal with the fact that your mother is disappointed in you. You have to deal with the fact that your baby mamas don't regard you as, as, as a father figure, that they should actually... Uh, you are useless in their books. Um, now, the people you grew up with are bettering their lives, and now when you judge you against them, you realize, oh, Revan, I need to pick my socks up. But you can either die in your, in, 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 in your sorrow of, yeah, Patwana, what happened, happened, I'm not going to become anything. Uh, they once said that a man who thinks he's going to become rich is right, and a man who thinks he's going to die poor, they are both right. Then I had to make a decision that after blaming everyone, because we can all give excuses and reasons as to why our lives are not becoming the way they should be or the way we want them to be. We can all give excuses as to why I am not a better man. But after you have given all the excuses and after you have blamed everybody, you still have to get up and live your life. And that's what literally hit hard to say. Are you going to waste 10 years of your life blaming the relationship you did not have with your father? Or are you going to man up and try to have a relationship with your father? Are you, are you going to spend 10 years of your life blaming people for coming and living your life? Or are you going to assess what is wrong with you that makes people don't want to be with you? Mm. So at the ultimate end of the day, it's all about uh, taking responsibility for your own life because no one is coming to save you if you are not going to acknowledge that you need to become a better man. But what helped me go through or want to reach or attain that place of wanting to get help was begin to search for men whom you want to become like.
All right. Hey, let's take a break. Yeah. Let's take a break, uh, Leroy, because I've got to go to the headlines and then I'm going to see. I'm going to take your calls. I see many of your calls coming through in Vosnes as well. I'll take them in a short while, but it's 2 o'clock, 2.30. Let me go to Zulika Kodashi for the latest in headlines. Here, there, and everywhere. Yeah. SAFM. 105.3 FM in Uppington. Wow, 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 wow. Good afternoon, Pimelo and your guest. Thank you so much for such an awesome show. You know, as men, we, 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 we face these issues that this gentleman is talking about. And uh, I can feel his passion. You know, I can feel his knowledge and wisdom and insight in these issues. I can only, you know, hope and pray that uh, he will have you know an opportunity to speak to men at large it is our biggest problem i i hear him talking about his uh, his father and uh, wow wow no look thank you so much for an awesome show bongani pulukwa good afternoon Pimeno. yeah you know um what leroy is talking about is it's like exactly what what I went through, you know, with uh, with my father. You know, I really, I had no relationship with my dad. You know, he was around sometimes, you know, in our lives, but we really never had a bond, or never really had, a, you know, a session where me and him uh, sat and talk about, uh, you know, how how it is being a man or. How do you carry yourself uh, as a man in society? So yeah, I I would definitely be, be getting the book and you know, and going through it, going through it. Uh, thanks. All right, Leroy Tau is the author of a book called Confessions of a Broken Man, and I'm also in conversation with Mfano Shozi. He's a gender activist as well as a lecturer at Durban University of Technology under the Adult and Community Education Unit. We've asked him just to come in here um, for his activism work and uh, just to also assist many of you who may seek that kind of revelation, that kind of epiphany to say it's the moment to to reckon with yourself and on confront whatever it is that is that's bothering you. You know, Fano, what I thought was so interesting about Leroy is oftentimes people would say, you know, my father wasn't there, my father never supported us, my father oh. and Leroy is saying he was right there. He used to pay the bills. He took me to the best schools in town. Um oh, yeah. but still the void existed the void presented itself in in a very difficult way and and the manifestation was that of that is very similar to someone who'd say well he just wasn't there he never paid the bills he left my mother sure no 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 definitely um that was for me that that, that was also very very important but i also i'm happy that to me that at the end they they had a discussion with the father and the, the other issue is that as young people relationship between us, what is also coming up very strongly here is the expectations between the son and the father and what is it that the son is expecting, what is it the father is expecting. And in most cases, we don't get to discuss some of these things. And we'll find then that the father will say, um, I'm not going to, to have an engagement with my son because he does not listen to me. And the son will see the father repairing from him. So, which I think is a lesson to say, uh, we must have a discussion with our own kids. 
What is also critical is that the, the schools that we send our kids to, they have a different culture as well. And there's a culture yeah. that you normally want to exact uh, to our own children, you know. Uh, I just want to make an example uh, very quickly. Uh, my, my mother is in my, is in my home here in, in, in Durban. And, and my daughter at one five o'clock, my mother was talking to someone over the phone. And my daughter said, hey, uh, Makulu, can you just know your voice, you know? And my mother would take that as not being respectful to her because a child could not speak to her like that, you know? It's because of this school that you send your kids to and mm-hmm. so on. Mm-hmm. So these are, these are some of the things that I think we, we must also look into what is happening now. We need dispensation. In self-best, we can talk to our own kids about how we want to actually raise them. So there are all those, and, 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 and the, the, the clash of cultures, because there's a culture in your family, but when you let your child to the school, there's another culture. So that, that interconnectedness of cultures, how to deal with it, because it also affects uh, uh, children. For example, with girl children, as well, I've heard that in the rural areas, there's a particular way of a girl, how they should sit in a primary school or high school. But when they go to the rural areas, there's a particular way of sitting. You know, you have to actually fold your legs. There you have to actually squat. So all those things, folding your legs as a particular, as a particular way, why they want the guests to actually fold them. So there's a lot that, that we find in our cultures that, that will actually find us sons and, and, and fathers not coming together to be able to understand some of these issues. And the schools that we send our kids are also not assisting us as well. So, um, and, our kids will always see that we're not supporting them. But I'm, I'm, I'm happy that all these issues are part of the book and, and people also realize and learn from, from the confessions of a broken man and understand uh, uh, all, those, all those issues as well. So for me, that is, that, that is, that is very, very critical. Mm. Let me go to Tulani in Bloemfontein. Good afternoon, Tulani. Tulani, good afternoon. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, my take is uh, I think in South Africa we need to rally about uh, around communities because if we don't strengthen our if our communities are not strengthened, uh, our communities don't have love uh, 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 and our families because we have a broken the communities we have a broken community. So I think that is the core of the discussion because if we don't make sure that we strengthen those and also the churches. Uh, are no longer to, 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 to uh, are no longer there to play the role because all these structures uh, should should be there to, to strengthen the communities and the families. If our communities, if crime and all those things, because they, 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 they the boys when they grow up, they grow up in a society where they see someone stepping another, the people are, uh, are drinking, it's, it's, it's like that. And I think we need to strengthen the communities. Everyone must stand up because if some uh, uh, this gentleman is in the studio, is writing a book. That book won't reach everyone. I think everyone must stand up. The communities are broken. The families are broken. That is the problem. It's, 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 it's a difficult one, have... Tulani, because people's values are not the same. So when you say strengthen communities, um, it's it, it's a difficult one. If them if values are not the same then what values are you going to use to, to do what you are calling strengthening communities? I, I couldn't hear you clearly. I'm saying our values are not the same. And, and so that's why it has to start in the home. 
when you look to the community to parent your child, it's not like before. You know, we we are now coming into spaces where we are so different as people. Even our value systems are different. So it has to start in the home. Yes, it has to start at home. I agree with you. Mm. But now <clears throat> you find out at home. Father was working, and the father is no longer working. And the father now, when when the father, what I have experienced, when the man is no longer working, at home he becomes a boy because the treatment he gets from the mother and the, the and the children when they see that the mother is free, no longer giving them the father the respect he used to give him when he was working the children will learn and treat the father the way the mother is treating so it's a it's a it's a it's a, it's a lot of things in them so i've grown up in these societies where we see these things and you find out the father is no longer a father is like like he is no longer has a voice at home. Children do as they please. Boyfriend come in and go out. Like I'm no longer. I don't know whether I'm I'm I'm, I'm feeling the point, Mama. But they will still have that problem. So it's a lot of issues. What does a father? What What does a father mean to you? What What is this person that you deem to be a father meant to be and act? You're saying a a man who loses his job is no longer respected and seen as a father. And I'm asking you, how do you define this role of a father? Uh, The role of a father, ma'am, is supposed to be someone even if he's no longer working. No, no, no. Let's not talk about a job. I'm talking about what's the role of this father, this man, in this family, in this home. The role of this man in this family must, must always play a role of being a shepherd. Must play a role of always teaching, showing the children the way, the, the, the right way to go, the, the ways of... Because my mother used to say to me, to learn <clears throat> in the echo. In the echo is the only weapon in life. People will love you the way you conduct yourself. That is my grandmother used to say. So I think the father also, because I grew up without the father, but my father was there living in the, we were living in the same community, but we used to meet in the streets. So I'm not angry, but at the same time, I see I'm angry because I I, I don't want to, to be associated with him anymore. I'm living in Plofantein, in Eastern Cape. Uh, I don't want to be anything associated with my father. I'm not angry with him, but I feel the, where I am now, I'm not supposed to be in Lofantin. I'm supposed to be educated somewhere. But because of my father, was, he didn't play that role of being a fatherly to me, because my grandmother played that role to be a motherly to me, to show me the things now, uh, the weapons I have to, to enrich and, 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 and as I'm having this small Anyana business I have, is the, is, is, are the weapons that I get from my grandmother to say, don't give up in life. No matter you didn't reach the, 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 the peak you wanted to reach, but it doesn't mean education is the only way you can reach the peak. 
there are other ways and means in life you can reach the peak, not because of education. That is what I told myself. So, so, so Tulani, you've been talking, when you started this conversation, there you were talking about the community. Yes. I mean, I don't know if you can hear yourself. You mm. personally have problems that you need to confront. It's got nothing to do with your people outside. This is something that you need to confront. And I wonder if you've actually reckoned with the fact that you have to deal with the things that are bothering you. I mean, you keep saying, I'm not angry, but I'm angry. I'm not angry, but I'm angry. I mean, that, that's quite telling for me. And, and you started this conversation telling me about the communities. In, in terms of the community, ma'am, mm-hmm. I want to us to come back community. to you. No, no. It's you we need to start having to deal with. It's you that you need to look at. You can't start outside, Tulani. You've got to start with yourself. Yes, it's true, but if the communities don't have this kind of uh, uh, kind of debates and conversations, and no one is provoking, because our communities are in lull, they, they don't debate this kind of community. So what, yeah. I, what I'm hearing is that you have heard the debate, you have engaged in it, and you are still not willing to deal with you. Okay. I think go sleep over it. Go sleep over it and think about it. Let's go to Prudence, who's in Mpumalanga. Hi. Hi, hi, hi. How are you, my dear? I'm well, thanks. Thanks for calling. I'm fine, thanks. It's my first time in the show, but oh, thank you very lovely. much for taking me in. Yeah. You know what? I appreciate this book from this gentleman. I just want to say two things, you know. One, in the morning when I left my house driving out the gate, I saw an old man just walking down the street. You know what happened to me? I just looked at him and so wished that if he can just come into my gate and I will see my children running, Grandpa, Grandpa. And then in, just in that moment, I just woke up and said to myself, am I dreaming or what? Because I don't know a life of having a grandfather. Mm. I just don't know what came over me when I looked at him mm. just walking past by. Mm. Number two, my last one is one. Mm. So every now and again in the house, when I see my husband communicating with her, hello, that play and that love and that joy and the bond that they two, the, the two have. Sometimes I find myself like there's this void in me. I, I, I never grew up with a father. I don't know mm. how it feels like to have a father. Mm. But when I looked at my husband with the children, there's just that thing in me that is missing. But I didn't know and realize up until I've just listened to you guys on the show mm. that every now and again, like it will be like I'm staring at them while there is something in me that I did not understand. But now I can just see that, you know what, there are so many things in our lives that happens and we just don't face them or we just don't realize that these are things that need to be fixed within us. Mm. Mm. So especially listening to the last caller now that you're speaking to, like, if we are so true to ourselves, we need to start within us. Mm. For me now to point fingers and blame whatever, I also never had a mother in my teenagehood and like basically i just never had a mother until he did she did pass away when i was in matric Mm. after that the parenting for a girl i never had Mm. but when i look at myself now 
In many instances, there are things that I would regret that I wouldn't be here if maybe I had a mother and a father, but I'm like, okay. But in many of them in my life, I find myself being proud of myself because I even managed to go to a university Mm -hmm. and study within a single cent Mm -hmm. with a scholarship. Mm -hmm. Just my grandmother just telling me that, you know what? go to school just that with what or whatever will happen i managed to go to school and after that i got a job i've got a husband i've got children but listening to this gentleman now on the show i do see that i do have a problem Mm. that i did not realize that it is there but every now and again uh, even when my kids they come to me mommy mommy just that it takes me back a little bit that Somehow I never said so in my life when I was at her age, you know. Mm. I just never had that. Wow. Prudence, you know? it's, it's such a, a wonderful call and that's what self-reflection is all about. You don't have to have the answers. It's being yes. willing yes. to see that perhaps it starts with me. And that, yes. that I think is the whole point of what Leroy was trying to do with this. And people. that can help our society because the, 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 the gentleman also mentioned, you spoke about the gender-based violence. Mm. You see, in many instances, people, they don't realize that uh, emotions and emotions, you see, if you can maybe abuse me physically, some they say it's better than uh, maybe emotional abuse. There's, there's nothing that is better, but I can tell you those people who, are, who have experienced emotional abuse, they are far more becoming a danger to the society. Wow, we're going to have to leave it there. Um, Fano, thank you so much for being a part of this conversation. Lero, you've done well. Um, the book is called Confessions of a Broken Man, and uh, we'll post where you can get those uh, the, 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 your copy if you're interested in the copy. But thank you for assisting us with this reflection time, and uh, that will be available as a podcast. That brings us to 10 minutes to 3.